Welcome to Sisters of the Apocalypse. This podcast is hosted by sisters, surviving in this crazy world and just trying to keep a sense of humor along the way. Listen to three witty women who grew up in the same house, share their ideas, inspirations, and experiences. The Sisters of the Apocalypse will share the ups, downs, and everything in between when it comes to life as a millennial woman in today's world. Relatable and enjoyable until the very end. Welcome back for part two of our discussion on how to make friends. Liz, I have always really admired how well you make female friends. Mm. That is so sweet. I always used to struggle with like that, that innate female competitiveness that you're like raised with. And it took me, I mean, I still struggle with that sometimes. I don't know. Does anyone else have that? What do you mean by innate female competitive? I don't know what that means. I need an explanation on that one. Oh, I thought this was like, I literally wrote down in my notes, abandon that feeling of female competitiveness that you grew up with. Because I just felt like it was always a competition to be like the prettiest or the funniest or like, like like going to an event or meeting a group of people. If there was like another girl that was close to or as pretty as you it was a competition i mean that didn't happen often obviously okay well different experience for different people wow. yeah that's very interesting i i have not experienced that feeling interesting i don't know why i think maybe i don't know usually i think the people that i'm really close with or if i'm hanging out with like a lot of women i would feel like we wouldn't go for the same guys like if this is about like men and like dating sometimes i feel like i'm just so team girl this is the cinnamon roll analogy i don't know that one you 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 told me the cinnamon roll anatomy Uh, anatomy anatomy (laughs) what analogy oh i did yes okay well i don't know if this directly applies because you're a cinnamon roll. Okay, wait a minute. So this is a okay, this is a TikTok thing where there's a there's like a voiceover and it goes and it's like they they pan to different girls in the group and it says, looks like a cinnamon roll could kill you. Looks like they could kill you is a cinnamon roll. And then there's like, looks like they could kill you, could actually kill you. It's meant to be like, how are you on the exterior inviting, mm-hmm. making friends? Or on the outside, are you standoffish, RBF? Yeah. And then internally, are you kind and warm and fuzzy? Or internally, are you like cutthroat? Like, I'm going to get you. So Jenny and I had this conversation the other day of like, which ones are we? Yes. I think apparently I'm a cinnamon roll and a cinnamon roll. So I just look nice and I am nice, I guess. Yeah. Because Jenny makes friends everywhere she goes. Like, if anybody's going to go into the women's bathroom and then get invited to a wedding... By another female. This has happened. It's going to be Jenny. It happens all the time. People just come to you and want to tell you their life story. I feel like this happens so often. It does. It's kind of nice. Um, but I will say it, it has also forced me to practice my RBF. Mm-hmm. Because I sometimes I don't want to be bothered. I just don't want to be talked to. And um, so I have to work on it. But we got sidetracked. Yes. Anyways. Sorry. <laughs> um no, that's just so interesting so that's for me 
especially when I was younger, that's something I had to actively work on. And so joining a sorority was a big deal for me because it really made me refocus my energy on like building my female friendships. And it really taught Mm -hmm. me how to like embrace another person's success without feeling like it was a threat to my own. And I'm still working on that. I think maybe that female competitiveness, it's not about men, but it's just about life. Mm. And uh, it's something I'm still like working on. And sometimes I struggle with, I get like triggered when someone has like a, just an amazing party. And I'm like, I also want to have an amazing party. I'm jealous. But uh, I don't know if I knew this about you. I didn't either. I've been, it's gotten a lot better as I've become more mm. like self-confident and kind of like secure in my own self, mm. which I guess is the same thing. But um, sometimes, yeah. you know, it's tough sometimes. Yeah, I think that you have such solid long-term girl friendships. And yeah, you do. I would wonder where did this competitiveness come from, do you think? I'm guessing being really boy crazy in high school, if I had to guess. It's possible. I can see that. I mean, I will say both of you are really great examples of being a good friend. I think both of you have had really, really long, rewarding friendships that I've seen as I've grown up. Like, even if maybe you don't talk for a few years, you reconnect with people, um, your friendships might change. You know, you might talk to someone every day for a few years and then you only talk once a month and there's no judgment. There's no harshness. There's no, um, I don't know, negative, negative thoughts about that. And so I find that really inspiring because I will say about myself, I feel like I struggle with keeping friendships. And I think that becomes from moving around a lot as a kid Hmm. Um, because I went to so many different schools compared to you guys. Um, I mean, in my, I mean, even in like elementary school, I went to four different schools. Wow. So um, I had to make friends really quickly. And then I would potentially leave. Yeah. So I'm actually weirdly used to like ending friendships. Like I feel very comfortable if a friendship is kind of naturally coming to a close. Mm-hmm. That's like an okay thing for me. Wow. Um, but it also makes me a little sad because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously something's ending. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I've just kind of had to do that. But you don't force it. And I give you no, a lot I of don't. credit for that. Mm-mm. That's, I think, a skill a lot of people don't have is like recognizing that some people Mm -hmm. are only meant to be in chapters of your life and not the whole book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have a lot of people in my life that I think of fondly. I want good things for them. They could absolutely call me and I would answer the phone, Mm -hmm. but we just don't really interact anymore. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. That's totally fine. You know, it's funny to me how much a good, healthy, romantic relationship has some of the same tenets of a good, healthy friendship. Like the overlap between this conversation is incredible. Mm -hmm. Recognizing when something naturally has to come to a close, you know, showing that thoughtful, caring side of yourself to just like let another person know that you, they're special to you. Yeah. Um, Being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Taking the time to really like pay attention to what's going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, that's really sweet. I really enjoy that. Um, we should think of some like bad friendship tips too. <laughs> like, let's see. Oh, wait. Okay. Side note. I have never forgotten this. So I want to share. This is a piece of advice that Christine gave me 
when I went to college. And I have never forgotten it. And I know she knows what I'm talking about because I've heard you tell it to other young people, men or women, this works. All right, you're going to a dorm. Here you go. It's your freshman year. You're moving in. You absolutely need a doorstop and a mega-sized box of popcorn. And what you do is you, it's like Friday night, it's a Saturday night. You're obviously not out drinking. You're underage. You prop open your door. You make a bunch of popcorn so that it smells up the whole hallway and you have a movie night and you will meet everyone on your floor. And I have done this multiple times. That's so sweet. And I have really great memories of having movie nights, watching scary movies, having 12 people go down to like the little campus store to all get ice cream so we could go watch a movie. Mm -hmm. And that was the trick. And because people just wander by and they want to know what's going on. And because the door is open, they'll poke their head in. So, oh my gosh, obviously this is only in a dorm setting. I mean, you could try it in an office, but mixed results. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, yeah, maybe as an adult, the equivalent of that is to like, have your office door open if you have an office door and have sweets on your desk or like that's a great one you know whatever I don't know as an adult there's got to be an equivalent of it I feel like as an adult I I try to take my headphones out to encourage conversation I'm usually trying to be friends with women I'll be honest Mm -hmm. so it's to encourage conversation with like another woman Mm -hmm. and I feel like no one it's you never wrong you're never wrong if you start with like a compliment Like if I see someone and I want to tell them like, oh my gosh, like that is such a lovely purse that you have, you know, and then it can strike, strike up a conversation or we can talk about, you know, something else. So I, I usually lead with that because also if we don't continue talking, I'd like to think that I made them smile. Right. I gave them something nice about their day. That's so nice. Well, because it makes me feel really excited if someone's like, oh my gosh, you just look so amazing today. I love, I love your vibe. I would be really happy about that oh that's so nice so i loved this topic so i feel like we need to something friendship related or something i feel like this is going to come back around because i just loved how like feel good this was this is a good one this is a nice one my last piece of how to make friend advice is a Mm. bit tongue-in-cheek because it's something that i just did however it's something that i have no control over and third it's something that i've done probably like eight times at this point in my life. I have no idea what this is. <laughs> it is bachelorette parties. Oh my God. <laughs> what? So what I mean by that is that I can't control what my friends are getting married or what bachelorette parties I get invited to. But typically I find myself, and it's in this day and age, a lot of them are weekends. It's not one night out for a bachelorette mm-hmm. party. It is a weekend away. So you're talking Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with a group of girls. Maybe you know some of them, maybe you don't. I definitely find myself, and just this past weekend, I found myself at a four-day bachelorette party in Las Vegas, only knowing the bride. And so I had seven new women to meet, hang out with, party with, talk with. And it was actually this really refreshing reminder that there are going to be people that you meet and you just click with. There are going to be people you meet and you just vibe with. It was such a fun experience. It was such a great weekend and it was such a good reminder and kind of made me think back knowing we were going to talk about this today that meeting friends through friends is totally valid. And so 
me knowing the bride and being a bridesmaid in the wedding, I'm like, okay, she's a good person. I know her. I love her. I can't wait to meet her friends. Great people know great people. And so I feel lucky, fortunate to make friends through the friends I have. And I can think about this in numerous occasions for different friends that I have in my life now. And I'm like, oh yeah, I met this person through them. And I'm like, so thankful for those connections. That's lovely. Yeah. That's really nice. That is so nice. I feel like kind of along with that, like as an example that I think of my friend or our, now our friend, Kimberly, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. now she, I know her from sorority land, but now she's like a good friend to all of us. Yes. Yeah. Now sure. we also are friends with her siblings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, that's a very funny thing too. I feel like even going to Denver recently, I feel like Gina is mm-hmm. like, I want to just take her under my wing and be like, okay, now Jenny's good friend from sorority land. That was her little, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now like we're adapting her into the group. And I just yeah, feel like, absolutely. It's so, it is a really nice feeling. And yeah, we do that through each other as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's nice knowing that our network, I guess, is so much bigger. I don't know. Like knowing that we have friends all over. Yeah. You know, even if it's through each other, mm-hmm. our friends are, you know, because we're the type of people to help someone, our friends are the type of people to help someone. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like that's like a really nice feeling. I feel like we could, we could make a list of all the cities that you could visit that one of us would know someone in Oh, that would, they would definitely take you out for dinner. Yeah. You know, they'd yeah. show you around, they'd welcome you there. Yeah. That's a nice idea. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that idea too. And then we can make a list of the cities that we'd be but, run out of. <laughs> as soon as we walk through the store, they'd say, get out of here. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like a list of cities that we don't know anybody. And then we'll go there and make a friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we could like, also do that. We're only there for the purpose of making one friend. <laughs> it's like a marathon. Who can make one first? It's me. Yeah, it's Jenny. It's Jenny. Y'all know that. That's the competition. I'll make a friend on the plane. Oh my gosh. I know. I'll be asleep on the plane. Oh my gosh. Okay. Last topic for our session today Mm -hmm. book club. Ooh. Are you girls reading anything good right now? Yes, I am. I'm halfway through. I'm 49% through. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is my. Um, I'm actually doing this one as an audiobook, and it's called The Roughest Draft by Emily Wibberly and Austin Siegmund Broca. And it's like a little rom-com kind of a book, but both the male and female protagonists are authors. And I'm assuming they're going to fall in love. I'm only 49% of the way through, but I'm going to make that prediction. And it's very cute. I'm really enjoying it. That's a safe bet, probably. I think so. I've read this book and I liked it. So Wait, I'm glad they you're enjoying it. Do they follow? Don't love? tell her. At the end, there's a twist. Oh no. Um, I just had my one of the only books I have not finished in a long time. Really, seventy like percent of the way through, and Whoa. I gave up. And you gave it. up? What is it? Yeah, it's called Something in the Water, and it's like a thriller novel by Catherine Stedman, and I just. I felt I was already listening to it on like one and a half or one and point two five speed. And I just oh felt like I, I wanted to fast forward through it because the way she wrote is like everything. You couldn't tell what was an important part of the story and what was just like fluff. And so like all this stuff that happened in the beginning, 
ended up not being even important. And then huh. I'm like, why did we Are you sure time? we didn't finish it? It might be important. <laughs> Liz, I don't think I can do it. I can't go back. I read this and I gave it five stars. Seriously? I never give books five stars. Whoa. I am very stingy. Oh my gosh. I'm so surprised. Okay, well, maybe after this, you can tell me the storyline because I've been trying to figure out the ending of the book because I just couldn't get into it enough to figure out what actually happens. Oh, funny. The protagonist, the female protagonist, she just made like dumb decision after dumb decision. And it was like, someone was like, it's charming. She doesn't know how to be a criminal. And I was like, she's dumb. <laughs> you know what? I respect that. I respect that. That was my impression. Of I it. didn't but- write any notes about it. So I'm not sure why I gave it five stars, but obviously Valid. I liked it. Okay. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Clearly other people did <laughs> too. Honestly, props for not finishing it. That's okay. If you're not enjoying yeah. it, move on. It's totally okay. What are you reading, Liz? I just finished a book called All the Dangerous Things by Stacey Willingham. I feel like this one, it was not what I expected. I thought it was interesting. Not Mm -hmm. my favorite. It's basically about a mother who's investigating the disappearance of her son. And then in the process of that, she has to go through a bunch of long buried secrets from her own childhood. Mm. So I think it's interesting a little dark, a little twisty. I just didn't feel like all of the loose ends were tied up as nicely as I would have liked. When reading fiction, one can only hope for so much. There's going to be a stretch of the imagination at some point. So. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sisters of the Apocalypse. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. And don't forget, live like there's no tomorrow. Thanks for listening.